0: Welcome to cartoonist kayfabe my name is ed Piskor. i'm jim Rugg. support our patreon and keep these videos rocking you could hit the link in the description below become a king kayfaber they're watching us record these videos in live stream fashion and they get all the videos uh, ahead of anybody else i think this is going to be a kayfabe affected book that we're going to talk about here today but the videos are also brought to you by the books that we make uh, Coming soon is Jim Ruggs' Street Angel Princess of Poverty. Great companion piece to go along with uh, Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. And it collects all of uh, Jim's earliest Street Angel adventures. You get both volumes. You have every Street Angel comic that has been created to date. Right now he has Hulk Grand Design on the stands right now. Uh, Plain Janes is out there. And you can find Jim Ruggs' name on any number of comics if you look long, long and hard enough. Uh hip-hop family tree omnibus is coming in 2023 scoop that thing up if you can uh find it uh it's going to be 500 plus pages of comics material and art it has 140 pages of art and and uh text that is not in any of the four volumes of hip-hop family tree that are out there right now uh put in your pre-order at my uh, link tree in the description below there are three volumes of x-men grand design out there two volumes of red room tray paperback are out there on the stands and we're offering a new round of red room comics this is crypto killers number one which your store can order for may this is the cover of the new stand edition peach momoko the cottage industry has uh, supplied us with a fantastic cover jim Rugg, my ringer had uh his uh variant cover by way of rob Leifeld. we have a sketch cover that everybody can order man we've been getting asked about that a whole bunch we'll make your dreams come true make sure you tag us in the art that gets placed on those covers and here is uh the eddie p variant for red room crypto killers support our books keep the videos coming to you on a regular basis and without further ado let's take a look at americomics special number one sentinels of justice we pair up a blue beetle, Captain Adam, Nightshade, in question, into a team. This is Watchmen before Watchmen, is what maybe we'll call this video or something. Jimmy, a, f- a fascinating document that I discovered just uh, while digging. It's a kind of thing. It's the reason why you dig uh, in the dollar bins and the quarter bins to unearth some weird gems like this. I had never heard of this before you brought it up
1: this week. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, this is not a book that uh, is. Disgust yeah. It's widely known you mentioned, you know these characters very much the Steve Ditko wing of like the Charlton heroes I even think they're trying to kind of channel some of the Ditko art. Yeah um, The cover maybe not to the max But when you get inside like I think there's a lot of Ditko. They're trying to put on those pages
0: Absolutely, man, uh, probably the first AC comic that we have looked at on the channel uh, Bill Black's company and it's really fun to think about this in context of watchmen uh from 1983 is when uh this comic comes out and ac comics you know bill black very much rooted in comic book fandom and early fanzines and his entire enterprise is nostalgic in its subject matters uh no interest at all in advancing the medium in any way or pushing uh, the, the comics medium into, like, the next level of, you know, adult comics or anything like that. It's purely indulging in Silver Age, Golden Age-type fare. That's his interest. He's putting his money where his mouth is. It's the kind of comics he wants to read. And Marvel DC is not keeping pace with that. Uh, they are they are continuing to evolve. It's not really his interest, man. So he puts his money down on, on, uh, on the table and publish
1: a giant long wing of uh, of comics that maybe still come out i think that they do i don't know if bill black is still alive sure because he goes back into like the early 70s sure. of self publishing yeah um starting with paragon press i'm glad that we get a chance to finally talk about him because right. that's the thing like he's doing color independent comics yeah. when nobody's doing color this is 1983 i think so sure. think about that at home whenever we think like 1983 you're doing black and white if you're going to self-publish not bill black yeah. he's got a whole line of color comics um you know you mentioned nostalgia and he would do a lot of like public domain characters right worked out a deal when charlton goes under to like use their characters um but he has a wide range of stuff and it's definitely centered on the past or it's uh, bad girl stuff like femforce would be the long running title you know well over 100 issues of femforce have been published so it is interesting and we look at a lot of indie comics I would love to know more about ac comics and how they kept the lights on for decades and there's a bunch of artists that come through here that get work eric larson has worked in ac comics early on very early on in his career so like interesting publisher you know it's strange weird that they exist and weird that they exist like if you think people don't talk about charlton comics much nobody has ever mentioned ac comics to me nobody wants to talk about bill black and ac comics um and yet they've been publishing for decades. Yes, I, th- I, think, I think their
0: whole audience uh, was of a similar mindset with Bill Black and they were not interested in, you know... Sp- At this point, like, where we are now, 2023, you have, like, a wing of comic fans that is like, no, S- Spider-Man is Peter Parker. It's not this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman ain't gay. Fuck you for that. Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, that's the fanboy conversation now. And those and some of those dudes make comics. Right. And they're trying to capture that same spirit of the kind of comics that they dig. Bronze Age. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in these days, 84, or 85, whatever, you got the old heads who were like, my Spider-Man does not have a black costume. Right. My Captain Marvel is uh, some, some black chick or whatever. And uh, so they're going to like do their thing. And I think this served... Yep. Like people who were looking for more of the same, you know, that, that little like fucking dopamine, childlike quality, the feelings that they got when they were safe and at home with mama.
1: So that's some these kind of comments. Interesting note on a credit. So script and art or Greg Guller, not a name that I know, notice, but uh, the script and art together is why I point that out. Matt Fiesel. Who does like stick figures, cynical man? Yeah. Um, doing backgrounds, just being credited as backgrounds is almost a throwback to like whenever you'd go back to the early shops in the golden age, and that'd totally. be like where you'd start out. You're the back, you're new guy in the shop. Yeah. You're doing backgrounds. You'll learn this business. So it's kind of funny to see that we've already mentioned Ditko a few times. That's this is almost traced from a Ditko drawing.
0: Yeah, and I think it's Spider Man.
1: that I think is is just draw a little web in there (laughs) you should draw a web in his hand for future whoever ends up with this book right
0: uh so you know one of the things when you have intellectual property there are several schools of thought with it man uh it can if if it's not out in the wild you're sitting on a dead asset you know you're sitting on something that's not generating anything so if an AC Comics comes around and, and and Charlton is all but done i do a handshake deal real quick man yeah go ahead because it's better to at least have it out in the consciousness have people think about it than to just have nothing that's right and i think that that might be the spirit that this book was kind of created in where quick
1: handshake deal because clearly they wanted to take it places and it doesn't go there it is such a different mentality too like we think now about like creative integrity creator ownership all of these kinds of ideas And you look back to this and it's Charlton was notorious for paying nothing but allowing their artists to do whatever, Uh, you know, so they want to make a buck. And then, you know, you flip it over to AC Comics and it's like he's reprinting public domain characters and stuff like that. Like this is completely let's try. This is commercial. This is commercial comics, you know, like we've gotten we, we pretend that's a bad word now and we don't say that. in in the forefront of decision making, but that's what is on display in this book. Yeah, totally. And one of the pieces that I like is like, this this, could be a panel out of Watchmen, by the way. It's beautiful. It's a, it's like super well-drawn. It's pretty good. Like the craft of this is pretty good. Yeah.
0: In terms of the writing though, it is just a silver age type comic. And that is a fun lens to look at this thing because it is everything that Watchmen is not, is this comic it is an indulgence in (laughs) the sort of silliness and idiocy of a silver age comic with all that that entails you know you got your bad guys who need some big MacGuffin to take over the world or whatever and then the superheroes have to sort of come together to uh save the day there's nothing special happening there's no this pushes nothing further it doesn't explore the comic medium in any way these are people who like comics who are making a classic type comic they have a better facility than fanzine artists and stuff but it is just another comic with the same exact ingredients that the chefs of like Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons took and kind of pushed the medium into another direction
1: yeah, and and the craft is kind of high-ish, at least in the art side. Like, I feel like this panel is a really nice panel with that angle for the, you know, instead of just having that building straight up and down. Yeah. I think this is hilarious. I, I, I love this panel. I don't know that it's a good panel, but I love it. <laughs> very, very entertaining to me. This panel, on the other hand, this one, I mean, that could go. You could cut that out and put it in Watchmen, I think. Yeah. It feels like that. But you're right, like, the the flavor of this style of comic you know like if you pulled out a comic now and we've, we've been looking at some newer stuff from the 2000s it is such a different approach than what you have here where like angles are all over this to me feels like it could be a Watchmen comic even the color sure. in some of these panels yeah goes that direction but that kind of like dense like we've got a bunch of characters we've got some background we're tipping our camera one angle or another Almost none of that stuff is the way comics are really done today. Comics don't look like this. No, exactly. And, 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 but it, they did look like it in the 60s. And that's what AC
0: Comics at this level was about. Like you would see Charlton covers where Ditko is kind of drawing this exact mm-hmm. sort of energy and all that sort of thing. Uh, so rather than even be contemporary, like this is a throwback to 15, 20 years prior. An indulgence in the the early fandom of comics.
1: I do see hints of certain stuff, like uh, John Byrne, for instance. Yeah, I feel like there are little hints of that. You know, and that's maybe face, uh, Yeah, that's right. He did. He he worked there. Man, everybody I feel like worked there at some point. I got a bunch of those Charlton Doomsday uh, yeah. comics. It'd be funny to compare those to like the Fantagraphics Doomsday reprints. I I have those also because those Charlton like they own their own presses and man were they just printing as cheap and fast as they could. I have two versions. (laughs) I have I have a couple Charlton issues and I have a couple
0: modern and it's when it gets to modern where like the bottom of the pages have the like news newspaper like the triangle like like the paper bag kind of cut off of a web press cut off of a
1: big long roll of newsprint.
0: Uh, just a fascinating thing. So you, you know, like I came across this in the dollar bin. And, you know, I never. When you're digging, I just saw something that looked reasonably professional. So it's like, let me check that out. And then I see it's an AC comic with the fucking Watchmen characters. It's wild. As
1: yeah. It's as a wild. team. They
0: were never a team in Charlton. They all had their own books. All done by Steve Ditko, by the way. He would do three books. Uh, in the editorial piece up front, they were talking about like, the Captain Adam comics done by this guy who just never plays with uh, superheroes, uh, Steve Ditko, you know? And and so he got his his
1: uh, superhero chops down. Uh, I love this character. It feels like it could be out of, like, superpowers or something. Totally. You know, even like, where's the toy for this guy? Yeah, for sure. There are panels in this thing where,
0: like, I almost feel like he's, like, Axel Press Button. Like, right here, does that
1: almost look like Axel totally. Press? Like, where he would have a gun hand? You know what else I'm noticing is how much these figures rarely are any of these figures just standing around sure. and even if they are it's like dutch angle that camera yeah you know get these guys at an angle but man as they bounce around and fall and punch and stuff like they're all over the place it's very dynamic in that way yeah um you mentioned that ditko's drawing all of these characters we have a video on the charlton action heroes which dc reprinted in a couple of nice hardcover volumes in their like archive series uh because there were so many of those ditko comics so th- those were always the interesting dc archives to track down for me right Were those action heroes
0: and this is the really cool part of this so, so first off you got your team they're all together, man. The Sentinels of Justice. Even that's, like, such an old-school kind of name. And then, uh, right here, you know, it ends on a cliffhanger. Who is a shrouded figure who vows to destroy the Sentinels? Alas, we will never know, because the Trollton characters have been sold to another publisher. And see, they're they're keeping kayfabe. They're not giving any props to any other publishers. not going to put their name in their own publication. Uh, but you will be seeing much more of the talented team of Greg Gullard, Dan St. John. Uh, they would do her Sentinels of Justice. And there would be all these, like... Charlton adjacent characters, almost in the same way as, as Watchmen. You know, yes. like like there's like
1: some like Wasp Lady or something. You know what? I never even considered that. That that's another one of those almost like an alternative Earth version of Watchmen. <laughs> right. I like this kind of stuff, like where it's like the computer screen breaking down. Yeah, you know, like the early representations of like eight, eight bit. bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's super super funny stuff. And all these names, we'd like to thank editors George Wildman, Bill Pearson, uh, and Charlton Publications. Like these are names that are firmly. Attached to early comics fandom, you know, Bill Pearson might even show up in uh, those Russ Cochran EC hardcovers at times and stuff. While Bill Black was part of the game at that point, but dude, this is a caption calling attention to the fact that DC just bought these characters. You can find early issues of Comics Journal and Amazing Heroes, where all the way back to '84, they're is mention of um a book called uh, the watchmen that alan moore proposed to uh to dc comics and and you know they're putting pen to paper and it takes a couple of years to to draw that thing and get it across
1: so so i feel like it happens really rapidly after this by the way sentinels and watchmen synonymous right <laughs> right it makes me wonder if he's pulling that is this a, a whitman logo on the back Is that, is that whitman <laughs> Publi- publications behind them <laughs> These buildings are almost like gibbons buildings in watchmen by the way it's a really interesting fit it is the reason why you dig in the bins yeah and you'll see a couple of these signatures like this is all bill black um so he wasn't just you know publishing these comics he was a cartoonist how he started you know self-publishing i think was reluctant because uh i'm interested in some of his early self-published stuff and i think he ended up self-publishing because some publishing option fell through right um but you'll see him you know like he, he is a cartoonist at this point you know getting getting a little bit older but uh still you'll see him sometimes inking or sometimes doing some part of the creative
0: i do wonder if you we got june bridgman piece right here yeah we got a bob mcleod piece yep. right here and uh there are scams that fucking people pull on people at conventions where they get them to like draw a picture of their character and say so you pay a 100 bucks or something then you get some schmuck to ink it or you ink it or something and then you publish it in a book without the creator yeah. having any knowledge i do wonder if this is like that because these are established professionals. I don't know if June was in the game right then, but Bob McLeod, I mean, he's working on uh, New Mutants and things.
1: It's so John Byrne-esque from this angle, the the McLeod stuff. And then I think, well, yeah, McLeod inked some, some burn, you know, like it's it makes sense. I think this is actually really nice. I like that, like the Kirby spackle and, and there's some detail in that Starburst. I'm a fan of that one. I don't know if there's Bly, Will, Will Blyberg, I guess. Yeah. Um, but even that lettering is Mike Royer-esque in the shape, you know, like the Fourth World letterboxes style. These are f- fanboys. This is other stuff that they were doing. And if you look close, Paul Galassi on some of these covers. And again, these are all full-color books yeah. in 1983. They got goddamn Pat Broderick, man, a guy who was doing uh, uh,
0: Charlton Comics and things.
1: Yeah. My, must have um, maybe been that first wave of, like, direct market alternatives to Marvel DC or something that... That floated this company. Because I think these companies that last decades, it's often they something spikes. Sure. Like they find some some way that they make a bunch of money and it's almost like that cast, that shadow that allows them to go on for a long time. And who knows, maybe they you know popped up again in the nineties with the bad girl stuff. Maybe like, they had a reprint that really was uh you know underwrote a lot of this stuff. I don't know.
0: When we did our first couple Pittsburgh Comic Cons, uh I remember like probably our worst one, probably the last one that we did, we had a whole kind of aisle to ourselves because people were less and less even participating in that certainly after some certain big news came out so we had a table you me a couple other people they just gave us a table like and and we were so new in the game that we didn't even like we needed maybe five people to populate a table surface Mm -hmm. of of materials and directly across from us was the ac comics guy it wasn't bill black it was just some toady (laughs) or something and uh, it was Femforce and things like that that he was pimping out. I think I saw issue one hundred of something, uh, and just nothing, just no biters, crickets on our whole app island. We were we were going nuts those early days man
1: you know what else i was going to say like you mentioned about like the scam of getting an artist to do a commission or something and then you end up publishing it yeah that all also goes back to fan fandom like yeah. uh, you would get zine covers that way and sure. fanzine covers you know back in the day sometimes with consent cuz ditko would do some yeah but also like the people that were doing it like mimeographs and stuff would then trace over that art to have like the ditko cover so it's not even exactly drawn by him it's almost like mimeograph inked by some fanzine publisher right yeah yeah
0: with a stylus into a gelatin surface that's an impressive piece isn't
1: it yeah and, like, and,
0: and this blackberg uh i i know him from a lot of places uh back in those days maybe some of it was uh was ac comics but uh probably some first comics i think um, yeah that sounds right uh but always of the, of this kind of c- caliber maybe is he is he was there an uncle called professor om something like that
1: it's I, I have like an alms law book yeah yeah i don't know man but it's <laughs> it's just interesting because you don't know what names you're gonna see as you flip through there like i said some of the first ones i bought were the glacy covers yeah. of some of this stuff so they're an interesting company probably not the last time we'll talk about them here <laughs> Gotta figure out the angles man yeah
0: good to go yep K favors like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell will notify you when new vids are available and uh the king k Fabers who support our patreon are getting first dibs on all the uh, videos that we have. They're watching us record this video live. And I bet you there are some Sentinels of Justice AmeriComics special number ones that have just uh, sold off of eBay and elsewhere. The vids are brought to you by the books that we make and on the stands in the very near future is going to be Red Room Crypto Killers issue number one. This is your uh, new stand cover, the EDP variant, sketch cover variant, Jimmy's contribution by way of Uncle Rob Liefeld and Peach Momoko, the cottage industry with her fantastic uh, variant cover. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profits, the name of the game. There are two volumes of Red Room out there right now all stories self-contained but support the comic scoop them up i have hip hop family tree omnibus that is forthcoming also 500 plus pages of hip hop family tree comics and art and 140 of those pages are not in the original four volumes of hip hop family tree uh three volumes x-men grand design and WYSIWYG are out there hey jimmy what do you got coming
1: out My latest books, Hulk, Grand Design, The Plain Janes, and Street Angel, Deadly Girl Alive are all available wherever books are bought and sold. My next book, Street Angel, Princess of Poverty will be out from Image Comics later this spring. You can pre-order that one now. It collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Deadly Girl Live. So complete your Street Angel set and pre-order that one at your local comic shop and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can download out of print zines and minis to see a lot more of my comics and art. And see the next comics that I'm working on, starting in April. What else do we have going on out there, man? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Cafe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Cafe T-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and more at our Spread Shop. That link is also under this video. Given those marching orders, Jimmy. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.